Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Patrick listeners, thank you. Thanks again to everybody who supported us on YouTube. Thank you for following us to YouTube. But now, you need to follow us to Peacock. More people are able to get Peacock. It's free. We're firmly in bed with Peacock. And I'll see you boys over there. Download the app and watch the show anytime, anywhere on your schedule. Okay, you may begin. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. I love him. I want him to be my son. Normally hosted by Dan Patrick and the Four Danettes. Oh, it is. Everybody wants it. But today, hosted by Jason Smith and Rob Parker. I love them both. If you want to catch up on past episodes of the Dan Patrick Show. Nick Saban said to join us here. Would you like to comment on these nuts? Well, uh... Download complete episodes of the podcast. When you said, would you like to comment on these nuts? You are my true hero. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, here's Jason Smith and Rob Parker. Greetings, welcome inside. Happy Friday on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes today. Plenty of big news to get to. Plenty of big NBA is... Rob Parker, you're doing double duty today, getting up early, staying, doing your show later on today. You got some TV going on, too. What else you got? You writing a book? Not a big day today, my friend. <laughs> Always, Jason Smith. You know that. <laughs> I, there's not enough day, hours in the day. And I am thrilled to be working with you, as always, when we fill in here for on the Dan Patrick Show. And, yes, The Odd Couple tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4, p- 4 p.m. Pacific. But, uh, yes, next three hours, so much to talk about. We have a lot. Look, we've been celebrating all week long. Fox Sports Radio, our 20th anniversary. Uh, I was I was here day one when it started. It's been a really fun week. You've been you know, there 20 lot. years? 
Well, no, I've not been here. We've been here 20 years. I was here in the beginning for a couple right. for a couple of years, and then I left. I went on a big, like, Frodo in the ring adventure. Okay. And then I came back, and now I've been here for the past seven years. So, you know, it's been really weird thinking, man, because this is what started my career was, was being at Fox and, and being here in the beginning. Day one, our first affiliate was in Binghamton, New York. It was it was crazy. It was it, – I, I can't believe – it, just thinking about what it was like 20 years ago and how it was starting and certain things we had to go through and, and where we're at right now. It's been an amazing run. Really has and, been. Yeah, and for me, since uh, 2016, I've been at Fox Sports Radio and uh, just thrilled. I, I, I love the atmosphere. I love the, the sound of the station, you know, as a whole and the different shows, Such so many different personalities, you know, bringing sports to you a different way. So, uh, definitely glad to be a part of it and the odd couple uh, as a full-time show the last couple of years. So it's been great. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. You, you want a great story. Before we get into Lillard and the Lakers, obviously, is a really big deal. But you want, you want a great Fox Sports Radio story? You ready for this? So the first year we were on the air, right? I remember this. I've been thinking about all these different stories all week. We go on the air, and sometime in the spring, one of the full-time hosts actually said to me, you got to start looking for a job. I said, what do you mean? I just started working here. I only have 20 hours a week. What do you mean I got to start looking for a job? He goes, Fox Sports Radio is going under. What? Goes, what do you mean? He goes, I, he goes, I have the source. I have the date that Fox Sports Radio is going to be done. And, and, and it's going to happen. And it was like some arbitrary date. Like, I got it. And he told me the source. And, and someone high up, yep, it's going to be this date, like June 25th. They're pulling the plug. The right. Day. This is we're it. We're pulling the plug. Fox Sports Radio is going to be done. And we were like, I was like, oh, wow, I, I, just, I just started working here. Now, obviously, here we are 20 years later, and, and, and look at how things are and, and look at where the network is going. And I just remember back to him going, yeah, it's going to be done. We're going to be done in, 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 in a few weeks, and, and people have to move on. He told me he had all these sources, everything else. Like, yeah, no, it's going to be done. We're going to be done, we're, and, and everybody's got to do something different. It's like, okay, wow, that stinks, because I don't know where else I'm going to get another job, but all right. I, I, but my, luckily my- – my next question is, where is that guy? Like, you know, like I know you don't want to mention him, but I'm just so curious to where his career went since he was the the doomsayer. You know what I mean? Back almost 20 years ago. I will say not at Fox Sports Radio. I will just I will I will okay. just say that. But it was like we've been on the air for like five months. You know, and affiliates are going. Yeah, no, no, still we're pulling the plug. Oh boy, okay. Uh, so again, you know, listen, with yesterday being national radio day, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun stories today to talk about, uh, you know, with, with our anniversary going on, but clearly it's a big sigh of relief for Lakers and Laker fans, at least for a game last night, as Anthony Davis comes out aggressive, the Lakers beat the Blazers one eleven ninety eight in a game that was never even close. But Rob, this is where things change really quick. Damian Lillard leaves the game late in the third quarter and you know trying to stick his hand in there poking in for a loose ball dislocated left index finger he went to the locker room had it taped up had it x-rayed and x-rays were negative so that's a really good thing for him uh his status for game three he doesn't really have a status right now terry but he stott did said, say that he's gonna play yeah, i mean he said I did he's see gonna that. play yeah and terry stott said it, it's a little too early to tell obviously it's good news that he has the you know that that the, it's been a negative X-ray, and generally when you have a dislocated finger like this, I've seen some some uh, doctors talk about it and say, eh, the vast majority of people play the next game as long as it's not the next day. And so clearly it looks like Lillard could play, but suddenly Rob, you go from. 
24 hours ago where the Blazers were, hey, we're, this is our playoff. We're red hot. This is – look at Lillard. It's Lillard's playoff. He's the big star. You know, bubble MVP, whatever you want to say about him. And here they are now trying to figure out, man, we just got boat raced in game two, and now we got to get ready for game three, and we have no idea how this injury is going to affect our best player. Things have changed overnight literally in the result of that game and Lillard getting injured, because even if Lillard was healthy, they were still not winning that game last night. It was all Lakers. When he left, they were down by 30, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. 85, 55 or something like that. I mean, so uh, the the finger thing, I get it as we move forward, Jason. But, uh, you know, after game one, they came out and laid an egg. And, and I'm not really all that surprised. I know everybody was so caught up on Portland, and they were all in, and Dame Lillard, and oh, the, the, you know, the upset special. I heard all that, and I get it. The Lakers didn't play well in the bubble. Their eight games were awful. I mean, go look at the numbers. They were down at the bottom in so many different categories, and then they laid an egg in game one and played poorly. So, of course, people were, the you know, you're going to hear more about it. But I picked the Lakers in this series. I, I just didn't think that uh, – Portland was going to be able, even throughout the struggles of the Lakers, that they would eventually be able to to win. And and the hard part is, and what's always, uh, to me, the neutralizer in the NBA when you talk about teams is beating teams four times. You know, you're beating Anthony Davis and LeBron James four times. That's that's not an easy task. It just isn't. And I think that's ultimately why, for the most part, in the NBA, the better team always wins. Well, I'll take you a little bit further on that because you have to take into account the psychology of what it's like now to play in the bubble. Right, because we, we don't we don't talk about COVID nineteen anymore when it comes to the NBA because the NBA and the NHL have done such a phenomenal job keeping it out. Every week is zero test, zero test, zero test, which is awesome for us as fans because it's it's so great to just pin our ears back and say we can we can focus on the NBA playoffs and talk about the and, and, and really get into LeBron and can he do it and Giannis and Harden and everything else. Whereas Major League Baseball, for instance, we watch it, but still COVID is is in the background because with games being postponed. But to be fair, gonna I'm going to say on baseball, there's a lot more teams and a lot more people. I don't think it was nearly as easy to do as as uh, it has been with the NBA in one bubble. And the same thing, NHL, I think, has three. Uh, and you're talking about playoffs, not regular season. So I just think, to be fair, it was a more da- a daunting task for Major League Baseball to try to put that together. Oh, sure, because they're not in a bubble, which we turned out it turned out to be the best way, right? It's the best way forward for the NBA, and really, you talk about society too. Hey, we can if you if you really do it right, you can wind up with no positive COVID nineteen. Right, tests and and, and, and let's forward. be honest yeah. with base, baseball, Jason. You know, I know a couple teams have been hit, but the majority twenty eight before the Mets got a couple. Before that, it was basically two teams out of thirty. That's not bad when you consider you know where the country is what we were doing, you know what I mean? There's a protocol. If you, if, you, if you do what you're supposed to, you can avoid it for the most part. Right. It's, it's been a little bit rougher, but it's, it's been part of the conversation for baseball where we've kind of forgotten about it, for, for the end, which is a good thing that we can focus on the sports and not forget it. But you also have to take into account that the, the players, now they've been in the bubble for a while. And it's been in existence unlike anything they've ever seen. And now you're trying to navigate the playoffs. 
So the, the biggest things that, that we're not looking into as much are what it means for the higher seeds when it comes to home court and really playing on a neutral court. And this is where things have flipped for the Lakers uh, and, and the Portland series in, in the past 24 hours is that going into the playoffs – there's no built-in home court advantage now for, for the home teams, which obviously is what you play for. You play to have, all, to have the most games at home, get that deciding game at home. You play for that. You also play for having your bench, which always plays better at home than they do on the road. That's an extra game in the series that you're going to want to say our bench is going to play better at home and we're going to get something out of our bench. The Lakers could count on the guys coming off their bench for points for contributions at home because that's just the way it works in the NBA. But that's out the window the first couple of games, and the Blazers take game one, and, and, and they're in the driver's seat. But now, after last night, Rob, you get at the psychology of, of what it is for the Blazers. Now Lillard is hurt, and they get blown out in game two. In a normal playoff, they would say, well, okay, but Dame's going to be fine. We're going home. We're excited. We're playing in front of our fans. We just did what we had to do, and that was split at Staples with the Lakers. No one thought we could do it. Now we can, we can go up big time in this series. We're excited about going home and having this done in the comforts of home. And you don't have that now. You have a day off, and then you're back in the bubble. And you're trying to solve your issues what, where it's just been a day after day, not surrounded by the creature comforts, not being able to say, well, now we're going home, and at least if, if we're not trying to navigate after what happened in game two, we're used to our surroundings. We feel more at ease. You, it, it's, the more time goes on, the more people are away, it's a grind. And, and mentally, you have to be so incredibly strong to be able to not, get, not just get through the playoffs, but the psychology of having to play. We're, we're away from home. We're in a bubble. We're not around our loved ones. We can't, we can't do anything. The games count now. There's a lot of pressure. And the psychology of it is something you really have to take into account because now it's flipped on the Blazers who were looking for some kind of positivity. But now it's, well, we just lost game two, and now Lillard's up in the air, and, and who knows where we're at. No, definitely. It's a wowsy, wowsy, woo-woo morning for the Portland Trailblazers. Wow, I like that. A wowsy, wowsy, woo-woo morning. That, that sounds was like right. something my mom would say. Come on, get up. It's a wowsy, wowsy, woo-woo Friday. Get up. Time for school. Uh, just from the standpoint that it's like, that was from the old. Do you remember the Be- uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam show? Oh, my God. Yeah, when they were in the rock band together? Yes, yes. And and that was bad luck schlep rock. That was his uh, saying. Wowsy, 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 woo-woo, because he was bad luck. And that's what the Blazers have to feel like. I know people are going, what? What is he talking about? Uh, Yes, uh, Google it. uh, Bad luck schlep rock. But, but yeah, so so you're right. After feeling great after game one and – feeling like, okay, you know, we have a shot here. Now all of a sudden it, it's it's doomsday because um, you don't know, you know, how well Damian Lillard will be able to play. And then before that, you know, playing with house money, right, winning the first game, you could have gone out and put your all in, Jason, and go like, we're going for it. We're going to go for this, just lay it all out on the table in game two and try to win game two and put them in a – in a, in a real spot where the Lakers would then have to win four out of five in order to, to survive and move on, and instead you go out and you lay an egg and get blown out and you're down by 30 uh, even before your star player gets hurt. So you can't feel good either way. It would be one thing if he hurt his, his finger um, five minutes into the game and then you get blown out by 30. Do you know what I mean? Then you mm-hmm. can feel like, well, what do you expect? We lost our big gun, but that wasn't the case. 
Rob Parker, Jason Smith in for Dan Patrick today here on Fox Sports Radio. And, and you know, for the Lakers, another night where LeBron doesn't take over and, and the passivity that he's had the first two games in the series. But, the, but Anthony Davis coming up, and look, and they played very well. They played really intense on defense. LeBron was very good on defense. They, were, they, they, they really put it together in this game. But it's another night for LeBron who kind of sits back and plays the complimentary role. And, you know, on a different team, he could do that. On a different team, he could be that kind of, I'm going to change myself into the point guard that he's been all year long. He can do that, but the Lakers are going to need him to take over and win games. And for at least a game, the Lakers have, have avoided their nightmare scenario, and that's what other teams have asked about LeBron James throughout his NBA career at times going, why is he so passive? You know, he, he probably cost the Heat a championship because he was so passive in the finals. Uh, same thing with Cavaliers. You've had those head-scratching moments where you go, why is LeBron not trying to take over this game? This is a night where he's got to score 40. You know, coming off of game one, I said it that night on, on, on my show that LeBron can't do this in game two. He can't do this in game two. If he plays this way in game two, the Lakers are going to get blown out. Now, luckily, Anthony Davis, who also was very passive, had a huge first quarter, and he just built on it from there, scoring 31 before sitting out the, the majority of the second half because they didn't need him. But it's it's a real question because LeBron doesn't seem like he's ready to do that. And whether it's because he's morphed into it or whether he doesn't feel he can do it, it's another head-scratching moment for him because you'd say, well, certain games, all right, the Lakers' uh, psyche is so fragile. Game two is where he comes out, scores 15 in the first quarter, and this is it, and the Lakers are off to the races. And instead, it was AD doing it and doing the damage, and okay, you get by with it for a game, but... Boy, I mean, you, you, if we're still spending time going, where's LeBron? Where, 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 why isn't LeBron, you know, this is the play. This is what he's here for. And we still see that passivity. Uh, that's really what the Lakers have staved off for a game, waiting to see, okay, now let's see what happens game three, game four. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And, and I understand LeBron wants to be magic. But unfortunately, especially in game one, he wasn't passing to Kareem or James Worthy. It was uh, Casey <laughs> or Pebbles or Bam and, Bam. And, sure. and Caruso and, yeah. and, and Danny Green. <laughs> and, I, you know, you just say to yourself, uh, I think you might be better off with the ball yourself and uh, trying to score than just giving up the rock to other guys, especially since they weren't performing. But we'll see as you go forward. I'm with you. You need a more aggressive LeBron and, and a less passive one. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Our next guest is to join us now on the hotline. I lost a big bet to about a month and a half ago. Now, he comes on. He's all over Fox Sports Radio. You hear him all the time. John Paul Morosi, MLB Network, Fox Sports 1 Inside. You know that's my guy from Detroit. Right, he's a great dude, love JP. And he, and he always says goodbye to us in Italian. So I said, okay, here's a, here's a pandemic bet for you. He says, all right, what's that? I said, you have to do an interview sometime in the next month where you don't tell anybody why, but you do it entirely in Italian. And he says, what? I said, you, can't, you, got, you got to do an interview. You can't tell anybody why, but you have to speak entirely in Italian. And you got to send me a clip of it and what the hosts say. He goes, all right, all right, I'll figure out a way. You know what he does? He goes on MLB Italia in Italy and does the interview wow. in Italian. Wow, that is so <laughs> awesome. He sends me the clip. I can't understand a word that's being said because everything is in Italian. 
That's that that's pretty that's pretty slick. I love that. He is with us now, the smartest man in show business on the hotline right now. JP, what's happening, my friend? Well, good morning, my friends, and I would say this: I am not the smartest person in my own house, let alone <laughs> show business. So uh, do not do not confuse the ability to talk a little baseball in Italiano with uh, with actual uh, profound intelligence. My, my wife has that. I I certainly do not. All right, so hey, let, let's start here as we're going on in, in English. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to throw in some some Italian. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say so my, my in English, solo in English. My Italian stops at uh, pasta and spaghetti, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> uh, so, look, obviously we've seen a bit of a curveball thrown the last couple of days. The Mets game last night gets canceled against the Marlins. Game one of the Subway Series against the Yankees is postponed because two uh, people in the Mets organization come down with COVID-19. One person from the team, one person actually on the roster. Uh, baseball's been dealing with this as they have been, and it's been about, hey, we're going to have win percentage settle everything and how do you feel where baseball is right now dealing with this you know hey here what's crops up every few days there's a team with a COVID-19 test and we have to stop and these games are going to be difficult to be made up the more times that this happens well every test that comes back positive is a concern because we understand the ramifications of it in the near term and, and unfortunately uh, potentially the long term as well for, for those affected by COVID-19 but I think in a general sense, MLB has developed a very sound set of protocols of how to handle it in terms of isolating the players or the staff that test positive, contact tracing, and then the, the best asset that you have at that point, which is then time and, and waiting to make sure that you're not putting any, anyone else at risk for an infection. And I think one of the, the key things that we've seen develop as a, as a procedure and a protocol for baseball is when in doubt, take the extra day and then make up the game as a doubleheader. And that, that is why we saw initially MLB go to this regional scheduling format, such that uh, this weekend, of course, the Mets and Yankees scheduled to play. And it would not surprise me, based on how things went for the Reds this week, if perhaps they would also postpone the game tomorrow and then just play a doubleheader on Sunday and make up the other game the next time the Mets and Yankees play. Or, of course, they're in the same city, so you'd have a common off day at some point in time and, and make it up then. So I, I think what we're seeing is – Baseball has developed uh, a relatively sound strategy of how to handle things once there's a positive test and uh, hopefully keep the, the cases isolated uh, at any given time to what appears to be one team at a time has been going through this here the last couple of weeks, and, and the rest of the schedule has continued. It's obviously not ideal. There are still concerns and worries involved in this enterprise, but by and large, I think we have seen baseball adopt a, a very sound and logical approach to handling uh, what are inevitable positive tests when you're not in a fixed bubble. Uh, JP, I, I, I agree. I mean, for the most part, the game has continued to play uh, despite the, the few teams that have been hit. Let's, let's go to the field and uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., who I know was the big rage, obviously hitting a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch, but uh, I, I want to get two takes on from you just about his start in the big leagues, which uh, his numbers have been better than uh, Mike Trout after his first 100 games, but also the controversy. And I was surprised at how many older players, older Hall of Famers came to his uh, defense on hitting 3-0. and I saw a tweet by Reggie Jackson and Johnny Bench and people like that. Let's just talk about Tatis and his impact on baseball right now. 
Well, he's been, for me, Rob, the most exciting player in the game this year. Uh, you think about what he does on defense, uh, the base running, uh, a, a brilliant stolen base this week as well, the power and, and the style with which he plays. That, that, to me, is captivating. If I'm a young fan in New York or Florida, anywhere in the country, I, I'd want to stay up late and watch him play because of all that he does. Uh, and I think that as it relates to the, to the controversy surrounding the Grand Slam, I think that the first part of what I said about how electrifying he is and how he can make boys and girls all around the world dream about what they want to do in, in, in baseball and softball and, and mimic what he does in the field, we can't then turn around and say, well, you now have to stop and restrain yourself and not swing 3-0, not be the player that you've been brought up to be. Uh, I, I think that, to me, is one of the essential questions of the game and where I hope the, the elder Hall of Fame players are, are lending their own voice to this in a constructive manner. It just doesn't make sense to tell a player that when you're on the field you have to dial it back or you have to be less than your full self when you're playing. We never hear that in, in any other sport. And so I, I think that it's important to to allow players to be themselves, to play with their full their full style. And I thought it was really unique and interesting, too, Rob and Jason, that this week uh, the, the at cut four Twitter handle, which is uh, MLB's, one of MLB's social media handles, and one of the more irreverent or younger um, channels that MLB has, from again, from the official MLB. Um, and the, the tweet there this week was, unwritten rules are meant to be broken. That was one of the, and I think that was, first of all, correct, and second of all, important that it came from one of the official MLB handles. So this is clearly, uh, MLB itself realizes the marketing importance in allowing players to be themselves and express themselves. It's now just a matter of the rest of the, let's call it the baseball establishment, uh, catching up to that and realizing that, as, as Jack Flaherty said from the Cardinals this week, if you don't like giving up a 3-0 and grand slam, don't let the count get to 3-0. Right. 100%. You know, what, here's what I don't get, JP, about it is that I wonder if there's just something that we're not being told about this situation with Tatis. Because it, it's the top of the eighth inning, and it's 10-3. to three. Even the most staunchest of, of unwritten rule guys, I have to say, okay, it's not 15-1. to one. It's not. It's not eighteen to two. In, in, in this is that you're still trying to score runs. It's the top of the eighth inning. Yeah, you're up by seven, but it's not like okay. There's no chance we we can uh, we, we 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 can stop trying. And, and Jason, let me just say this real runs. quick. Let me just let me say this real quick. The Rangers of all people, JP, right? Uh, won a game last year, thirty to three. Did they dial it down? Did they pull back? <laughs> well, you're right. And, and I think one thing to point out as well, and, and maybe one of the reasons why we saw. Jace Tingler, the first-year manager of the Padres, uh, after that game, even try to walk back a little bit and say, well, maybe Tati shouldn't have done that and, and sort of suggest that, uh, that there's maybe an error on, on Fernando's part. Remember that Jace has spent most of his baseball career with the Rangers, and he had come up in that organization. He had worked uh, at the major league level with that organization in recent years, so he knew, uh, obviously, Chris Woodward has a lot of friends over there. And so I, I, I do wonder if that connection – might have just the relationships that he has there uh, might have influenced his his desire to sort of keep the peace a little bit on 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 both sides and, and that's that's a normal human desire to to try to keep things uh, level and and amicable as, as best as you can and again it's it's not it's no fault of Jace's in, in that respect but it, to me it, we have to just get to a spot in the game where we, we stop worrying about 
adhering to codes and however well-intentioned issues of of what respect used to uh, used to represent or what we thought we had to do to be respectful and, and be a good sportsman 60 years ago because that's not what the game looks like now. It's not the way the game uh, will be or should be, frankly, going forward. So uh, we need to, uh, I think, reevaluate, reassess our uh, our customs in the game, and I, and I hope that this is a moment that lends some positive dialogue around it because, to me, guys, the, the more offense that gets taken for unnecessary reasons, the higher the chances that someone's eventually going to get hit by a pitch in in the head or or somewhere that's really going to do um, damage, and that's just it's so silly and so sad if that ever happens, where where players actually get injured trying to adhere to a custom that frankly is very very outdated. J- JP, tell me about the Padres real uh, quick too. Uh, four straight games with grand slams, historic, obviously, and uh, and then Eric Hosmer uh, wins the game with one. Uh, talk about the Padres and where they are and, and how good this team can be because maybe Manny Machado made the right decision uh, to sign down there when people were questioning why would you go uh, to the Padres. They have some good young players. They do, and, and Manny has been better over the last week or so. Uh, I, I think he seems to be settling in and maybe realizing that with Tatis's ascent and with Hosmer back, he doesn't have to quite carry the lineup uh, all by himself any longer. But you're right, they're four games back of the Dodgers in the National League West. If the playoffs began today, they would be in, which I think is a very exciting development for them. Of course, they have not been to the playoffs now in more than a decade. So, uh, And Jake Cronenworth, by the way, Rob, uh, of course, a native of Port Huron, Michigan. Yes. Uh, former, former hockey player growing up in Michigan. Uh, went to U of M and, and is a, a two-way player, really actually pitches as well. But he has been a great bat that's arrived there for the Padres, too. So I, I do think, Rob, I'm worried about their bullpen. They've got to address some issues back there. But overall, uh, in the NL West right now, with, with the, the Rockies have come back down to earth a little bit, the Padres, to me, have a great chance to make the postseason. Hey, JP, lastly, uh, the, the Tom Brenneman story has been uh, very hot the past couple of days. Uh, yesterday he was uh, let go from his duties at Fox. He was suspended uh, broadcasting a Reds games uh, per uh, the decision by the ball club. Anything new on his status uh, as, as Reds broadcaster as it comes with Major League Baseball? We have not heard yet, uh, Jason, from the Reds on this, and, and, and I think ultimately it's going to be a, a club decision on, on how uh, the Reds decide to go moving forward. I, I would point out that the Reds have been in communication with MLB, and uh, my friend Billy Bean does a, just an incredible job as the, the vice president of diversity and inclusion there at MLB and has really helped just have a lot of really constructive dialogue going forward. So whatever happens with, with Tom's role with the Reds, I, I know Billy personally. He's a great friend, and, and he's someone that I think whenever there's been an issue uh, related to diversity and inclusion around the sport, he's done a very good job of, of taking an opportunity to have dialogue, expand understanding, and, and just help uh, in some way move the sport forward in a positive direction. So I, I think that at the end of the day, whatever is decided about Tom, I, I just hope that everybody comes together uh, through Billy's work and, and through what MLB is doing and, and just has a deeper understanding and, and let's hope a greater empathy as well. And I'll say this, uh, Tom Brenneman and Marty Brenneman, friends of mine, when I went to Cincinnati, those guys uh, took me in, very nice to me. It's a a shame. But also, you know, those kinds of words and comments just can't be used. I mean, we're we're in – this is a different world, and uh, it's unfortunate, but it was shocking to even hear it on television. I got to admit, I was stunned by it. 
You can follow him yep. on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, MLB Network, Fox Sports One Insider. You can ask him baseball questions in English or Italian. He will respond to you on Twitter with the correct answer. JP, as always, buddy, appreciate your time, my friend. Happy Friday. Have a great one. Jason, Rob, uh, my pleasure. Anytime, my friends. You can call me anytime, day or night, Italian, English, uh, any sport. Of course, hockey going on right now as well. Uh, great game for the Stars last night. So anytime, my friends. Always love catching up. One you last thing. You got it? JP, yeah. forget about it. Hey, All right? I, I haven't heard that word in a long time from you, Rob. I, I, I love that. Beautiful. I, 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 that sounds like any press box conversation we had in Detroit for many, many you know years. Rob, ended with that exact exclamation from my friend Rob Parker. There we go, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff from JP all the way. Hey, now you you mentioned Rob. You just said you know. Have you, have you reached out? Have you talked to Tom Brenneman since? I haven't since talked to him. I sent him a text, and I understand. Uh, you know, things are crazy, and you know, your whole world has changed, Jason. But I just, I you know, I have his number. We text every so often. Like I say, uh, my days in Cincinnati. I had never even been to Cincinnati before. I interviewed at the Cincinnati Enquirer and and wound up covering the team. But uh, the Brennemans, you know, are, are broadcast icons in that city. So I feel for Marty and Tom, but uh, I just, as I said, it, it shocked me to hear uh, what was said, even on a hot mic. I don't know if that should be said uh, at all, Jason. You know what I mean? Like whether it's a hot mic or not, just out using that, using that term. So it's unfortunate. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter. Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover and monopoly go so get off the bench and go download it for free right now on google play or the app store game on as you may have realized i watch a lot of sports like a lot that's why i like prime video it has all my live sports and docs in one app like Giannis, the marvelous journey and the national women's soccer league both included with prime Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS, all in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2 of the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. Today's show brought to you by Mercedes-AMG Driving Performance. Uh, We'll get into what we saw last night in the playoff bubble coming up in about 20 minutes. Eric Pincus is going to stop by. Lakers insider as the Lakers even things with the Blazers with a big 111-98 win. Now all the questions go to what it's going to be like for Damian Lillard to try to come back from the dislocated finger suffered in the game last night. But, Rob, also, you know, we saw the draft lottery last night, and the Minnesota Timberwolves wind up with the number one overall pick. And something that really could only be a headline that involves the Knicks and, and involving the lottery, right? Like, you and I have both in the past played the lottery, Right and play, you know, trying to pick numbers and. What and do you mean in the past? I played a lottery almost every day. What, are you kidding? Oh, you know, you strike me as like the daily scratch offs guy. Is is that you by buying no, the scratch offs or the, what? The the uh, daily the, the the three number three digit. I do. I play if I'm if I'm by a Seven Eleven getting a a big gulp. I will usually play uh, the the three digit or the four digit. I do. Do you play the same number all the time? I do. I have about three or four numbers that I play, and I hit every so often. I don't know why I should probably mix it up because the number is not going to happen all the time. But I have hit a number of times. The three digit. You ready? I'll give it yeah, to you. Yeah, good. What's your three digit? I know it's so uh, triple twos. Okay. One two three. Okay. And five two three. Those are the numbers. All right. So wait. wait well, all right. So why do you play uh, triple deuces? Comes out a lot. You'd be surprised okay. how many times it does come out. Maybe three or four times a year, triple twos. Okay. Uh, well, one, two, three, you got to play it uh, <laughs> a dollar. Uh, you know, you got to play it box and you got to play it straight. You know what I okay. mean? Because it might come out uh, three, two, one, two, one, three, one, two, three. So you got to make right. sure you get it any way you can. Oh, you got that? All right. And why five, two, three? That was this, the, uh, the uh, telephone number that we had in New York. That was our, our growing up. 
Our telephone number started with 523. We probably had the easiest phone number ever. I'm not going to give you the last four digits. But it was really, really easy, and it started 523. I thought you were going to say it was so long ago, the phones were only three numbers. You only had to dial three yeah, numbers right. to get somebody. <laughs> what's, where we in, who, what's your number? Where are we, Hooter, we in Hooterville, right? I mean, is that 523? I'll call you right now by 5. You know, it's unlike my, my you know, because my, my dad plays it too. And I always say, you know, oh, how'd you do this? Ah, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing this week. I go, why? Because he, he's, the, he's the cliche guy. Ah, it's, only, it's only 10 million. Oh, oh, oh okay, it's yeah. all right. It's only yeah. 10 million. Right. Yeah. Ah, I'm not going like, to play. Well, he, he, I'll wait till that? it's 200 million, then I'll play. Right. Right. Like, no, that, no, at 200 million, maybe he'll think about it. Uh, you know, I'll think about getting it at 200 million. Like, uh, oh, but you know, we get to three or four. Well, that that I'll get because my dad can't use the 10 million dollars. But you get to the 200 or 300 million, then he's all in. Oh no, now now I'm good. Now I'm good. Uh, but usually, when 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 you see the lottery, you, you you always say, "Hey, hey, did you win?" No, I didn't win. Right? That's what people say. Oh, we didn't win. We didn't win. You see the numbers, and your wife or your significant other say, "Oh, do we win?" No, we didn't win. We didn't win. But you never say you lose, right? You never say you lose the lottery. Oh, I lost, I lost, I lost. But you could say that. That's a legitimate headline for the New York Knicks. Knicks lose lottery. And it's legitimate because every, every year they're in it, every year it's this is what's going to turn us around. And last night they wind up picking eighth. And you could say Knicks lose lottery because that's kind of how it goes for them. Every year they're there. When it's a two-person draft, they pick third. Here they are now picking eighth in a draft when the number one pick is up in the air. The Knicks lose the lottery every single year. And that's a legitimate headline. No doubt about it. And uh, I know people just cannot – especially New York basketball fans, it's just been an unbelievable, like you just can't get over as, as the highest-valued NBA franchise, according to Forbes, right? And yet they can't sniff uh, a respectable uh, season or a chance at a championship. They haven't won since 1973, which is mind-boggling when you really think about how long. And I know they've been to the finals a couple times during the Patrick Ewing era, or whatnot, but boy, it's been a it's been a dry spell for a long time, and the eighth pick just isn't going to make that happen. No, but here's the thing: is that just knowing how things work and knowing how destiny works out, it doesn't matter. They could pick first, they could pick eighth. They're going to wind up with Lamelo Ball. Don't ask me how, but you know it's going to happen. There's no they could they would have picked first. They would have taken him, or somehow maybe he'll slide because no one wants to get on board with with Levar Ball and, and and look as good as Lamelo is. The, can you can, the first thing a coach is thinking is, oh my God, this kid's going to be hoisting up forty foot shots all the time like Damian Lillard because it's what he's done his whole life. Somehow the star power is it's going to be too overwhelming, and just somehow the world is going to align and Levar Ball goes to New York to take over. Oh, I tried it in L.A. It didn't work with Lonzo. Now I'm going to New York. Somehow the Knicks are going to wind up with Lamella Ball. I don't know how. They're going to have to move and make trades and do all kinds of things, and maybe it's it's the Warriors sitting there at number two because you know they would love to move out of there because, look, the Warriors don't want to take a 19-year-old kid and, and have to bring him along for four years. You know, they're ready to win now. Something's going to happen, and the Knicks are going to wind up. I just know. I, I just know it's going to happen. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, I mean, they're trying to make a big splash. they got a new front office, you know, uh, they've made all these hires and, and they're trying to, uh, uh, you know, uh, develop a new wheel in the world uh, to, to, to try to get this thing turned around. So 
I don't disagree that they would want to try to make a splash because the eighth pick is not going to make a splash, and they just need more. They need more people. I mean, people still go to Madison Square Garden, pay big bucks because they love basketball. Jason, we know it's a city that loves basketball, but it's been it's been rough. And, and most people probably in New York, uh, you know, when the lottery balls uh, uh, dropped, said, here we go again. We're, it's just not our, our chance. And if you think about last year when they thought maybe they could get – remember, it had lined up. They had to, like an awful season – they could get Zion and then maybe sign, you know, uh, KD or a free agent. Remember that it, oh, it, it lined yeah. up to where it was like, wow, this whole thing is going to turn around. <laughs> they could get they could get KD, Kyrie, and Zion. Do you remember? Like, yeah, it, it was, it was all possible, right? Uh-huh. It, but it was possible. They had the money to do it. And not only did they not get Zion, and not only did KD and Kyrie not come, they went to Brooklyn. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they came to New York. They just didn't come to the Knicks. So when you think about it, that's how it's been for the Knicks for the last 40 years. Yeah, and also, you know, in general, it's a, it's a bit of a look into the NBA draft lottery and how it really doesn't work anymore. You know, for a couple of reasons it doesn't work. One, there's too many teams involved, right? You have 14 teams in the lottery, and it's not conducive I agree. to make Way bad too many teams, teams better. Right, you you can't make the worst teams better, and that's and that's the that's the thing that that all sports has. That listen, you you have a bad season, but you're the worst of the worst. You pick up at the chance, you get the best chance of the top players, and you get a chance to get better. And there's too many teams in it, so it doesn't work from that perspective. But the other part is now is that sometimes once you get outside of the top two, the draft is a draft for players where it you, you're thinking about how they're going to project three and four years down the road. So the draft doesn't really help you, and you won't even know for a long time. Look, in the NFL, you can get an absolute superstar at number three. You can get an absolute uh, superstar at number 10. You can get a Patrick Mahomes at 17. You know, it, it's like that in the NFL. It doesn't, you know, if you pick three, that's great, but you're still getting a great player at 10. You're getting a franchise-type player. In the NBA, you may be getting a guy at, at three who could wind up being a good rotation guy. In, in, in within three or four years. So it's not like that help is there because the way with players come out, it's all about potential and what you can do later. So to, to win, you, hey, it was great last year to get Zion and John Morant, right? That was great. These guys came in right away, showed we can be big, important cogs right away. They're going to be stars. But now you're outside of number two, and the Knicks take R.J. Barrett, who may be a nice... Uh, you know, piece of a puzzle at some point, but is a guy going to be a superstar? Is he going to be a an all star? Probably not. So you're talking about getting outside of two, and and the teams that really need the help just aren't getting it. So it's you know for a couple of reasons, the NBA draft lottery is boy, it's not like you can get in the lottery and sit there and go, oh, we did it. You know, we're we're opening up that that frozen envelope, and here we are, we got there. We're getting Patrick Ewing. I mean, that just doesn't happen enough enough anymore to make it to make it something where you can finish low, get a high pick, and move on. Sometimes you can finish low, and and you wind up picking twelfth because of the way the ping pong balls go. No, no, no doubt about it. And, and Jason, the, the other thing that uh, with the draft lottery not really working, and I think it does need to be reworked. The other thing that, that popped out to me this week, and I'm sure you saw the big story in The Athletic, Ethan Strauss, about the NBA's TV ratings. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, did you not scratch your head or wonder about some of the numbers are horrific. They, they, they really are, and I'm just going to give you a couple. I, I'd just like to hear your take on, on, on some of the issues that are going on, but the ratings you would expect after a hiatus, right, after the coronavirus, and m- mostly in 
it stalled the NBA for three or four months or whatever, you would think, okay, people are dying to get NBA basketball. Nope. When, when they came back, first of all, the ratings weren't good before the, the coronavirus hit. And then even when they came back, they still uh, nosedive uh, 12% and, and weren't at the levels you would think of NBA star fans dying to watch basketball. And then here's another one. Ratings from the ABC broadcast in uh, 2019 to 2020, they uh, averaged 2.95 million viewers compared to, you ready, 5.42 million during the lockout season of 2011-2012. So since 2011-2012, the ratings on ABC have dropped 45%. Here's another one, TNT. Average viewership down 40% since that same season, Jason, 2011-2012. And ESPN is down 20% during that time. So I, I, I say to you, what do you think is going on? What has happened? And it's not the world is the ending, the NBA is going away. We get it. The NBA is healthy financially. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. Just is it is it younger people not watching television Television habits are different, and we can't look at the ratings the same way. What do you think it is? Well, I, I'm going to say I think it's two things for right now, this moment in time in the NBA. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, and for Dan Patrick. Number one is that, and, and this is what's taken away. Yes, we didn't have sports for a long time. Sports is back. It's the middle of the summer. right? You're talking about the middle of August when, when generally ratings across the border down because, because kids are home from school and people are doing things. And people but the only thing I'm going to say is the NHL's restart and Major League Baseball, their numbers are up. They're not down. So that argument isn't working for the NBA for some reason, which doesn't make sense. Well, I, I, for overall, I would, I, would, I would expect that baseball and the NHL would be up even more if it wasn't for uh, where we are now in the, in the calendar. I think if they had come back in, 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 a, in a time where it's, and look at baseball coming back in the summer, it's where you expect to see them. You know, if the NHL had come back a, a little bit, you would see the numbers up even more. NBA, you're seeing, it, you're, you're seeing such a big focus on them. And while, you know, while August, you see things are down a little bit, when, when we're trying to watch sports, we want as much of a normalcy as we can possibly get. Right? When, when sports are coming back and, and our, our excitement about comeback, we didn't know how it was going to be back. And it's hard to have a normal-ish experience watching sports because you see it in baseball. Hey, oh, here's guys wearing masks. Here's this. There's no fans in the stands in the NBA. And people's lives have changed in the past few months. To the point where even me, the biggest sports fan in the world, you know, look, you know how much I love the Mets and I love watching the Mets. Have I been as diligent as getting to a television as I normally am to watch the Mets? Probably not because uh, what you know things are going on. Well, we have to go to the store today and now because I, I got to go to Target and I got to spend some time waiting. I got to get in line and figure things out. Things have changed for everybody and priorities change. And, and right now we're in such a, a weird place where we're living life differently than we ever have before. And while it's nice that sports is back and it, it, it kind of goes in cycles and, and for some fans, and I, I, I count myself as one of them because it's how I feel, is just the, the return as a fan, I, I don't think the overall zeal of, oh, my God, i got to get to the TV now. I've been waiting for this for a long time and forget about everything else. The, the pressures and, and, and dealing with a different way of life, I think, pre- gets into that a bit. 
and it gets into, ah, do I need to go and watch this game? Ah, am I going to get back and watch this? Ah, I can watch this at some point. I can get it later on. It's in the bubble. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that I, I got to make this a priority tonight. I think that's kind of like the leeching is what you're getting away because people kind of feel that in, in their way of life. Because fans, friends I talk to that are big sports fans would see the game, oh, no, I missed it last night. And that's a game where I would say, hey, did you see the game? Oh, my God, that was awesome. And so it's, it's certain, certain times where what used to be a big, big priority in seeing the games maybe is now a backseat to it because I can catch it at some point. I can catch the end of the game or uh, I'll get a game tomorrow night when, when, when it's easier for my schedule to, for me to get it on. You, you see what I'm saying about it? I, yeah, I, I think that, I, I get that's that. what's part of it. And I, and I think real quick, the other part is I, I think the style of play also has, I mean, it's, it's, think about it. The game is who can shoot the most threes. People frown on playing defense. You see it. Nobody's really uh, digging in very, very seldom anymore. Where are the old rivalries that used to be? Everybody's buddy, buddy, and friends, and work out together. It's it's a different league too. I don't, I don't know if it has the same intensity. And when more than half the league makes the playoffs every year, you, you know, does the regular season? Do I have to watch the regular season, or can I wait until until uh, April for the playoffs? If if more than half the league makes the playoffs, so I think there's a couple other issues there uh, with the NBA. Well, how much, how much would you – because I'm going to say this and, and, and give me your reaction on it, is that for the longest time the NBA has promoted the individual superstar over the team, and it, it works for them. Like the NFL promotes the teams over the individuals, and the stars come organically. But the NBA has promoted the superstars, right? And we had Michael Jordan into Kobe and Shaq into LeBron, and now here we are years later where not just not, – not the, not the average NBA fan – because the average NBA fan loves seeing Giannis play and, and loves seeing Kawhi Leonard play. But does the average sports fan uh, feel that, okay, this is a guy that's going to get me to the television all the time? Like, does the average sports fan go, you know, I've been hearing all about so-and-so and this guy's so incredibly exciting, he's doing something. Are, are there those guys, like, is Giannis someone who's going to pull people from outside of the NBA to make more people watch? Is Kawhi Leonard going to do that? It's really still just been LeBron, and it's been LeBron on the West Coast. And so that's been a big part of it, too, is the, the big superstars now in the game aren't the icons that we've been following. And we've let's face it, we've followed LeBron for a long time, and it's really still, for as far as icons go, it's LeBron and everybody else. Yeah, I, I guess of all the things I will say, though, that is probably the most shocking, and I'll give you what you just said, but the 45% drop on network television where free TV, right, usually a primetime game, for the ratings to be off 45% on ABC since 2011-2012 is shocking. LeBron wasn't on the West Coast. LeBron was still in Cleveland. Do you know what I mean? Or Miami mm-hmm. or Cleveland. Uh, that That's the number I think that is surprising. And I wonder how much that has to do with uh, the way our TV habits now. And maybe we'll never see those numbers we used to see. And that's across the board because people don't watch TV. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that new normal, too. You know, when, when NFL ratings went down, it was, oh, it's the kneeling. It's No, it's people are watching Red Zone, and it's people are on. If, if your local team is 4-8, and eight, people aren't getting the television on Sunday. To, oh, we got to get to 5-8. and eight. I mean, It's just not happening anymore. You know, it's not where, hey, this is the choice, and this is what I'm always doing. There's other choices out there, 
you, you know, for people to get to. So I, I think that that part of it is explainable. But when you talk about that 45% drop, and you're, ta- you're talking about that, that's a really big chunk. And it's not even over a course of like 20 or 25 years. No, we're this talking is, about this from is still in the last 2012. Right. Yeah. That's, an, that's an incredible drop. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. Today's show brought to you by Mercedes-AMG, a driving performance. Now, we got more on the NBA coming up in a few minutes, but Rob, this is one of those weeks, and you've heard us talking about it here, 
uh, on the show. Fox Sports Radio, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary uh, this week. 20 years ago uh, this week, Fox Sports Radio made its debut, and a lot of stuff being said, written on the Internet about it, and, and, and being 20 years. And, you know, look, you and I have been here for the past few years. I was here from the very beginning before I left and, 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 and came back. And, you know, the, the thing is, you and I are both in the unique position of – having done things the way they do it at ESPN and having done things the way they do it at Fox. And for all this ESPN versus Fox, a lot of it is, is being opined by people that don't have the, the experience we have. We've seen it. We've, we've seen, been inside the machine at both places and seeing how things are done and, and the differences between uh, the two places with Fox and ESPN. What's, what's one of the biggest differences that you've seen, you know, because you've had a big, long career, you know, covering sports did in New York and Detroit, right. and, and, and then you're at ESPN, and, and then you're at, you know, here, here at Fox. What's one of the biggest differences you've seen, you know, that, I, that you've seen in, in this time? You know, what's funny is my first time on ESPN radio, guess who I, I, I basically tried out with? I was on a few nights with him, uh, Doug Gottlieb. Oh, I, wow, I, really? Yes, okay. we did. What was that, game night? Game night, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Doug Gottlieb, and that was my first. I I, I had like a three day tryout with uh, with uh, ESPN Radio, and it was funny too because Doug. This is the story that he tells me now is that he was like, "You guys should hire Rob." You know what I mean? Like, like because I was doing first take, and you know I was on the TV side. I wasn't doing radio, and uh, and he said, "You know, you should hire this guy or whatever." I was doing some TV, not not I, I shouldn't say I wasn't like fully blown on on first take yet or or or, or um, but anyway, Doug said they shire me, and then he said, and then two months later, you're all over uh, first take and everything. He said, I knew they should have done it, but anyway, uh, the difference between the two, I always say uh, to me, Fox is much more uh, liberal from the standpoint of they let you be you and do what you do, Jason. Does that make sense? No, uh, absolutely. Like, like ESPN Radio was more like kind of uh, high school. Like, uh, uh, you got to go to the principal's office. Uh, what did you say? Like, like just a little bit more. Where Fox, I don't know how many conversations you've had, Jason, with the bosses at Fox Sports Radio about your content and about your voice and about what you said, but I haven't had any. I mean, they know who I am. They know how I come at stuff. Do you know what I mean? And they give me, I know where the lines are, and I know about appropriate broadcasting, but they let me be me, and I think that's the biggest difference I see between ESPN and Fox. No, yeah, because they tell me all the time, you know, that Ron Parker is really good. Yeah, right. I, I like when I hear him on <laughs> Ron that is sounds fantastic. about right. Yeah, that He's sounds great. Right. Yeah, Carl Kuzma. Yeah, no, because and, and it's funny you say that because that's that's kind of what it was like. Like I remember having listening sessions at at ESPN where they would say, "Okay, here's something you did. We're going to listen to a sample segment and 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 we're going to critique everything you did." And you walk out going. Boy, how do I still have a job? You know, like they, they would do that to you. Right. You'd be like, boy, how do I do that? Now, they would never do that with the bigger shows, like, you know, when Mike and Mike and Colin and everything else. Like, but they, because I don't know that they felt that they could do that with those shows, but so they think they overcompensated with all of the other shows. And I'd walk away and I would go, wow, I, 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 wow I'm, I'm lucky I have a job. Wow, I'm awful, all, all right? These, all I'm these awful. Things that I did wrong, right? But th- then I would have one of my bosses say to me, all right, remember when you go on the air, have fun, but don't have too much fun. And I'm like, 
Wow, and and then it kind of crystallized. That for sounds me like the pitching coach. Throw throw strikes, but don't throw don't you know th- yeah. throw it over the plate, but don't yeah. make them too good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> paint the black the entire time. That's what we want you to do, and and that was the way it was at ESPN. It was so much. There was a lot of micromanaging. There was a lot of we're staying on top of everything you say, and that's stifling because what we do for a living is creative, and anytime you do something creative for a living, you need to be empowered. And you need to be told, hey, you know, go do your thing. Obviously, if something happens, I'm going to talk to you about it. But, you know, go do your thing. And that's really what it's been like here at Fox, you know, since coming in with Don Martin and Scott Shapiro. You know, Scott, another guy, our manager who was at ESPN in here as well. I, I've never had one meeting about something I have said on the air that, okay, let's go over what you did here. Because they say, look, you're professionals. We hired you because you're going to do this job. Now go do it. And, and that's so freeing to be able to do that. And, and look, you see the difference between Fox. How many people sit here and say, boy, life at Fox is fantastic. You know, like, like what, what I've been doing, it's been so much fun. You hear that. How many times do you hear that from people out of ESPN? All, all, all you, you get is people leaving and people saying, oh, why are we doing this? Why are we you know, the, the, the wholesale changes that keep going, uh, that, that are going on now. It, it's a big difference. And, and when you do something creative like this, you need to be empowered for it. And you, it's not just, right. okay, not, we're it's not sure about being reckless. Be box. Right. right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not about being reckless. It's just about, you know, giving, giving people a chance to breathe and, and, you know, there's this stuff. We could talk about formatics, you know what I mean? Like that I get that. But I'm talking about your your content. If I get if so if I get worked up or bothered, you know what I mean? Chris Broussard, everybody knows Rob might yell, you know what I mean? Rob might get worked <laughs> up. You know what I mean? And then I don't get a I don't get a, an email or a text saying, Hey, can you stop yelling on the radio or what? You know, they love the passion. They love it. So it's it's been great for me. I, I, I'm with you. I think it's been uh, uh, Fox Sports Radio and where we are and just the lineup. We talked about it earlier, Jason, and 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 the, the different uh, styles and voices. And uh, I think Chris Broussard and I might be the first two uh, African-Americans uh, to have a national radio show together. You know what I mean? And Fox is the place where this has happened. So I look at those things as well. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is is program synergy. And this is a conversation that, you know, you mentioned Doug Gottlieb. He and I have this conversation about how if you listen to Fox, right, let's say you listen to you and, and Chris Broussard, right, and you leave the car and you come back in later, you turn on the radio, you hear my show, or you tune in the next morning and you're hearing Dan or you're hearing Doug, you're hearing Colin. You can listen to other shows and then still say, you know what, I like what this other guy is saying, even right. though it's a different personality. The synergy that we have, I mean, the, being able to put the lineup together this way, you can do that. You can listen to people in the middle of the afternoon and then listen to guys in the morning go, yeah, I kind of, even though they're different and they do things different way, I kind of like that. And there's, you can listen to all different kinds of shows here at Fox and come away with, all right, I kind of like this, I like that. It's not like that in a lot of places. And it's, it's, very, it's very difficult to do. And, and, you know, look, you hear the difference differences all the time and I'm not just saying it because I work here I'm saying you know I, I call it like I see it this is kind of what it's been like here uh and you know getting to do shows with Rob Parker and getting to do shows with you once in a while is awesome even though you keep saying hey you owe me those wings uh, from a few months ago I, you know, I say I'll pay you at some point at some point I will pay you Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.